What's up and welcome to Crossover Wednesdays here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am James Yarko, one of the hosts of Locked On Bucks, and I'm being joined by Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears. You can find everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks and at JayYarko underscore Bucks. And check out everything that Lauren is doing with Pro Football Focus and follow along with him on Twitter at Cox Sports One and at Locked On Bears. Lauren, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. Looking forward to uh, what should be a fun game on Sunday. Yeah, it, it should definitely be an interesting one. And before you ask, no, I don't have any idea who is starting at quarterback because we have not been informed yet. You know, that's going to be the the speculation and uh, and the question heading into the game from the Bucks side of the ball is, is will Ryan Fitzpatrick keep the starting job or will Jameis make his return? And honestly, no freaking clue, <laughs> not not a one. But Lauren, I mean, what are kind of what are your feelings so far? The you know this season regarding the uh, the Chicago Bears and and their performances. So it's been, uh, I and I think for Bears fans, it's been particularly frustrating. I mean, despite sitting at two and one, they've played I think down to their opponents the last couple weeks and allowed I mean first of all they allowed Green Bay to come back in a, in a pretty magical and somewhat historical Aaron Rodgers performance and then you know they even let Seattle in week two bring it a little bit closer than it should and then kind of squeak out a win against the Cardinals and it comes down to a pretty dominating defense with Khalil Mack and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that more specifically later on but you know really strong on that side of the ball and then offensively it's much more mixed results with Mitchell Trubisky not developing at the rate maybe people were hoping or expecting and now it's sort of about the offense doing just enough to keep this team in and and it's a real concern heading into a a Buccaneers game here where Ryan Fitzpatrick's been able to create quite a bit of offense there and, and there's some concern among Bears fans as to whether or not Chicago can keep up. Yeah, I was I was starting to dive in <clears throat> to a little bit of the numbers b- beforehand and looking at Tampa Bay Buccaneers being the number one offense is not something that I am used to in regards to looking at anything involving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what Ryan Fitzpatrick has been able to do is is nothing short of uh, a miracle. And you look at the Bears defense and you you just you continuously shake your head you know when you're not a bears fan watching this defense play and watching Khalil Mack just absolutely dominate and you think how on earth could anybody trade this guy ever um and the bears defense is just it's phenomenal to watch they're they're really really talented and and the question mark you know to me looking at the bears is the, on the offensive side of the ball. And, and what I told my co-host David on the Locked On Bucks podcast is this reminds me a lot of the Philadelphia game. Heading into this game, you have the the Buccaneers' strength versus the Bears' strength in, in the Bucks' offense versus the Bears' defense. And then you have the Bucks' weakness versus the Bears' weakness in the Bucks' defense versus the Bears' offense. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky has not looked great. I'm a big fan of Jordan Howard. I'm a big fan of Tariq Cohen. I really like that that tandem that that the bears have in the backfield but if if ryan fitzpatrick is the starter and he's able to generate some of these deep balls and and get the offense clicking the way that we've seen in two and a half of the first three games 
I don't think the Bears have the offense to to be able to keep up. The big question is, can they get that offense going with Khalil Mack just running roughshod through everybody, especially when we saw how Pittsburgh's defense got pressure to Fitz, got him off of his game early, and it resulted in three turnovers. Yeah, it's that's kind of been the, the Bears' defense's M.O. here. It's just that... You know, they don't have the strongest secondary in the world. It's not bad, but it's not, you know, it's not elite in any sense of the the word. And so what what happens is if if they can consistently get after the quarterback, I mean, it's, it's not that hard to figure out. When Khalil Mack is pressuring the quarterback, the, the defensive backs are able to get a little bit more aggressive. We've seen them generate some turnovers this year and, and just trusting that their pass rush is going to speed up that process so they can be able to get aggressive and not get burned deep. But you know, like week one, Aaron Rodgers in the second half goes into this up-tempo, no-huddle offense. The pass rush starts to get tired. The secondary, you know, can't hold up as long. And, the, of course, the Bears offense made it worse by going into back-to-back three and out. So, I mean, it's clear that you you can tire out this defense and you can – I mean, there, there is a blueprint to neutralize the pass rush a little bit and potentially create some time for those downfield throws to develop. And that could be – the Bears defense's downfall if if the Buccaneers can get this matchup to go maybe the way they want it to. Yeah, it, I was I was honestly a little bit surprised. <clears throat> Excuse me. Looking at at kind of the preview of the game and seeing that the Bears are going into this as as three point favorites. Um, you know, they have the the eleventh best pass defense allowing 223.7 yards per game but the bucks have the number one passing offense in in averaging a little over 400 yards per game the rush defense for the bears is second in the league and the bucks offense or bucks rush offense is 30th so i don't think that it's going to play too much into it i think it's going to be a heavy pass game for the buccaneers but you have the bears as a three-point favorite and i don't think i would take that bet but if you would take that bet, Lauren, you should go check out our friends over at MyBookie because remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, everyone, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is incredibly easy to use. We would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us. That's why Lauren and I are recommending that everyone make their way over to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Because the NFL season is in full swing, MyBookie is slammed with new bettors. They want to make sure they give everybody the best possible customer service. So if you're willing to wait and make your deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they are going to give you an additional $25 free play on all deposits over $100. Also, if you join now, they are going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer visit my bookie online today that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use promo code locked on 25 l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n number two number five when creating your account to get your dollar for dollar bonus and get that free 25 dollar free play on deposits over a hundred dollars you play you win you get paid lauren what are you looking for out of this Buccaneers team when they head into Chicago, what are you expecting to see from them? You know, offensively, defensively kind of 
what are what are some weaknesses you think can be exposed to help the Bears out? And what are you kind of worried about that the the Bucks can do to the Bears to really get the upper hand in this game? So I'm curious to see if the Buccaneers can get the running game going with Peyton Barber a little bit and force the Bears to keep more single high safeties and, and bring, you know, bring another safety down in the box and leave their cornerbacks isolated one-on-one on the outside that, you know, Vic Fangio's defense in Chicago, it is generally a single high defense. And, and that's just what they run a lot of cover three and a lot of cover one. So, I mean, there's going to be those opportunities anyway, but I I'm scared of Deshaun Watt or Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I'm scared of Mike Evans and those one-on-ones on the outside. And, I mean, don't even forget Chris Godwin. I mean, I, I know enough about him to be scared there, too. This, this Buccaneers <laughs> offense has a lot of weapons, and especially and O.J. Howard. I mean, there's four guys there across the board that are, I think, plus matchups for the Buccaneers one-on-one with the Bears, and that if Chicago's going to sit back in single high coverage and, you know, <laughs> leave Jackson versus Kyle Fuller on the outside, there's some potential there for that deep threat if Fitzpatrick can have some time to throw. But if you know, maybe if if the Bears can slow down the Buccaneers running game a little bit more and and be able to keep more too deep looks, maybe then you can you can have some some wiggle room there and, and shut down some of that outside game and make make Fitzpatrick and the Bucks offense kind of play in front of you and, and underneath coverage. And maybe <laughs> the Bears style is always let the opponent dink and dunk until they get into the red zone and then and then pretty well shut them down. But from the other side. You know, I'm I'm looking for the Bears to finally maybe get a little bit of a running game going. I mean, obviously Gerald McCoy is is a beast on the interior, and this this Buccaneers defensive line is is certainly no slouch. I mean, they had Vinnie Curry and JPP in there this offseason, but the Bears keep committing to it. They haven't had a ton of success, but they've played some really good run defending teams. I think they're going to really try and commit to it, stick to it, and, and try and wear down the Buccaneers just a little bit to try and get Howard and Cohen to break free because Mitch Trubisky, he gets a little bit too jittery, sometimes big moments in the game. He can be thinking a little bit too much. And certainly from a a defensive standpoint, he gets blitzed a lot and struggles with the blitz. I I know the Buccaneers have had some success stopping the run in these games, but I, I I think the bears are really going to try and make an emphasis there, try and do some different things, get some different looks and, and try and find some ways to become a little bit more two-dimensional in a game which should have uh, a lot of passing. Yeah, and, and you you talk about getting Howard and, and Cohen going, and if there was if there was one thing that could really, I believe, play into the Bucks' hands, it would be the Bears being forced to rely on those guys too much. You're talking about a, a Bucks defense that is is second behind uh, behind the Bears in in run defense. Um, yeah, they they're very stout. Even even on Monday night, we we had somebody call into our our show, uh, complaining about how the Bucks are having trouble stopping the run. Well, James Conner rushed 15 times for 61 yards, but two of those rushes went for a combined 44. So you're talking about 13 carries for 17 yards for a starting running back. You know that's a stout stout run defense. So that could really kind of play into the Bucks' hands and. And as as you said, the Bucks' weapons on offense—it's just we can't say enough about them. You know, Evans, Djax, Godwin, OJ, Cameron Brait finally started getting involved in in prime time. So it's one of those things that if the Bears are running a lot of single high, that's where Fitzpatrick has found his bread and butter, getting that deep ball down to Deshaun Jackson. Um, yeah, he and Mike Evans are now the first 
teammates in NFL history to both have over 300 yards and three touchdowns in the first three games of the season. They are just really firing on all cylinders. The question is, is Fitzpatrick going to be that quarterback or are they going to go to Jameis Winston? Honestly, I think the most sense is to let Fitz play this game, then go into the bye week and bring Jameis back after week four. If Fitz goes out there and he has a first half like he did against Pittsburgh, you can pull him, put Jameis in. You're not worried about Ryan Griffin. Um, also kind of making Fitz, you know, a, a hey, thanks for for weathering the storm, getting two wins in in your, you know, in your tenure as starter, but you are now the sacrificial lamb to Khalil Mack, who is most likely going to hit you multiple times. We don't want to see Jameis get hurt and, and miss the rest of the season. Um, you know, from, from the bears, uh, what I look at is, is that suffocating defense, that pass rush. If you, if you watch the Monday night game, the Steelers pass rush was just, it was un, unbelievable. It was unlike w- what we had seen the previous two games Caleb Beninock on the right side of the line was just getting completely obliterated. Um, a lot of pressure coming from that side. They were rotating in with Evan Smith. It was just, it was, it was ugly um, from the right side of that line. I know Ryan Jensen had a little bit of a tough game. He was also battling an illness. He's played well through, through the first three games. He was, you know, he was sick on, on Monday night, so I'm not going to hold that against him. The left side of the line, Donovan Smith at times can be suspect, but he and, and Ali Marpet have formed this dynamic duo on that blind side and, and really played well this season. That doesn't mean that the Bears aren't going to be able to get after him with that ridiculous pass rush. And, and of course, they have a, a stout run defense. It's going to be tough to get Peyton Barber going. We're still asking when is Ronald Jones going to be active this run game needs a spark somewhere and it may be in this game where if you have somebody as small and and shifty and fast and electric as Ronald Jones, if he's able to do something and and find a small crease and get past that initial wave and get into the second level of the defense, he can make some big plays happen against the bears defense, but it's going to be getting past that initial wave. That'll be the difficult part as far as the bears offense. Yeah. The, the, the biggest weapon to me is is Jordan Howard. Mitchell Trubisky does not scare me at all as a quarterback. I'm I would venture to guess that the Bucks might uh, might be able to get a couple of turnovers off of him. I think he just needs to develop. I think he has the talent. He just isn't quite there yet. It, it might take him the rest of this season to really start to find his groove and and become that that starting caliber quarterback. Again, I like him a lot. I just don't think that that he's quite to that level yet, and I think he has a propensity to turn the ball over and and make those those young player mistakes. I think Jameis still does the same thing, so you know it's one of those things. But you know, I I do feel that that the Buccaneers, if if it gets to a point where it's it's going to fall on the arm of a quarterback to win this game, I think it's advantage Tampa. Yeah, I I tend to agree. And like, even when we were talking earlier about the my bookie spread, like I was surprised that the Bears are favored by three in this game because I I trust what the Buccaneers are doing offensively more than I trust what the Bears are doing offensively. But you know, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup because you know, like Demar Dotson on that right side, I thought has been pretty solid this season, and that's where Khalil Mack's going to rush the majority of the time off left side of the defense, right side of the offense. I'm sure they'll. They'll have him crash inside on Caleb Beninach as much as possible, but you know that's still going to be the side that you they're, they're trying to get that push from. And if Dotson can keep holding up there, it it does spell trouble. And 
on the other side, I think the Cardinals kind of showed last week with with this Bears offense that they just loaded up the box over and over again, put a single deep safety in, challenged Mitchell Trubisky to beat them. You know, it's Patrick Peterson on one side and, you know, they had Jamar Taylor on the other side. But And the Bears kept throwing at Patrick Peterson repeatedly. <laughs> and and no one's Patrick really Peterson. sure how much of that was Trubisky, how much of that was scheme, because you see the Bears offense a lot take these very quick throws. I mean, Trubisky's most targeted routes are curl routes. It's it's the six-yard curl, three-step drop and throw. He's not reading full coverages. He's just, you know, reading one to two receivers and, and throwing it to the curl or throwing it to the flat or, you know, the little slant, a lot of dump-offs to running backs. And so it, it allowed the Cardinals defense to just throw seven, eight in the box, and then Jordan Howard runs into a pile, and they, you know, they get into these second and third and long situations, and you don't necessarily have a quarterback that can win those situations. And when they do get in those situations, the defense lines up with the blitz at the line of scrimmage and Trubisky panics a little bit when the blitz comes after him. And it's, there's, there's a recipe there for, for slowing down the bears offense. And what it's taken through three weeks is forced fumbles by Julio Mack and two interceptions last week and a third one that was called back by a penalty. And it, it really does take these turnovers and sometimes literal points being generated by this defense to keep the offense afloat. And I don't know. I think, I think the bears best hope in this game is that they get more of the first half. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the the Ryan Fitz magic starts to wear off and maybe they can prevent the second half return of Fitz magic that we saw last week with the Steelers. But I, I tend to think one of the top offenses in the NFL is not just going to completely drop off and they, they have some, some room to attack what the bears are vulnerable with. Yeah, and, and as we're recording this, Lauren, I just got the notification. Ian Rappaport is saying that Fitz will most likely remain the starter. Uh, they don't have to make the roster move until Friday, but it sounds like Fitz will get the nod to start against Chicago. So, you know, there's the there's that high octane uh, Fitz magic. Have to you know for Bucks fans, they have to hope that it it doesn't look the way that it did Monday night, or at least not the first half of Monday night, and. In regards to to the way Demar Dotson has played, I th- I think he has played well, and really it's something that I've said over and over, the unsung hero of this of this passing game and this high octane offense for the Bucks has been Peyton Barber. The way his he has been able to pick up the blitz and help in pass protection to give Fitzpatrick the time to hit Deshaun and Mike Evans on these deep passes. It's been phenomenal. I mean, that's the reason why he's out there all the time. You know, Jacquez Rogers, he does a great job in pass protection. The problem we're starting to see with him, uh, and, and he's a player, of course, that, that Bears fans are familiar with, he's not running the ball effectively enough, and he's kind of shifting into that Charles Sims role that as soon as you see him on the field, you know exactly what's going to happen. They're still feeding him the ball a little bit, but he's just not being productive with it. So it seems like when you see Jacquez, on the field, you know it's going to be a pass play. Um, and, of course, it was it was Jacquez that was the target on that pick six pass against the Steelers. Not Jacquez's fault. I mean, the ball was 25 feet over his head and, and dropped right into a linebacker's uh, hands. But, um, yeah, it, it does look like the the Bucks will be starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. I don't know. I don't know how to how to look at this game. You know, I've looked at, at the Saints games like, well, that's going to have to be high scoring. You look at the Eagles game, that's probably going to have to be high scoring. Pittsburgh, again, you look at it, you're like, that's probably going to be high scoring. Then you look at this one, it's like, well, the Bucks could be high scoring. I don't have confidence that the Bears offense can, but 
the Bears defense is so good that it's going to keep the Bucks score low, but the Bucks defense is, you know, they're good, but they're not great. So they could allow Chicago to put, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, when I look at this game, it's, it's a, it's a battle of who could, which offense can make fewer mistakes. And I guess, which, which team in general will make fewer mistakes. And maybe that's, an obvious statement you can say about any game because technically, I mean, yeah, the team that makes the fewer mistakes typically wins. But in terms of like, you know, who, who's going to give? Is is mm-hmm. the Bears defense gonna gonna allow that big touchdown and and look vulnerable? You know, is is the Buccaneers offense gonna turn the ball over and let this Bears defense run roughshod? Or you know, is the Buccaneers defense gonna shut down the Bears offense? Or will will the Bears offense? finally kind of click a little bit and put some points. Like it just feels like one of these sides of the ball for either team, something's got to give here. There's too much of like this head to head push of strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness. And it, in the NFL, it doesn't just each equal out and, and add up to zero here somewhere. There's somebody's got to give, and it's just a matter of trying to figure out exactly where that's going to be. And I think that's what makes this such a fun matchup. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, when the schedule came out, I looked at this game. I'm like, well, you know, that that should be a win for the Buccaneers. And, you know, they they played the Bears really well the past couple of the years. They keep getting matched up. But this is a very different Bears team than they faced week two of last season. And really, these two teams seem pretty evenly matched. I'm really looking forward to watching this game. It might be one of the best games of the week. Lauren, before we get out of here, buddy. Why don't we go ahead and uh, and give the score predictions for this game? How do you see it shaking out? What do you uh, what do you think is going to happen here? You know, I I'm part partial. So part of me is waiting for the Ryan Fitzmagic to wear off completely, and <laughs> I I didn't think he was terrible against the Steelers, and and certainly came back a lot stronger in the second half. So part of me, there's this sliver of a doubt that okay, there's there's a chance something could go drastically wrong for the Buccaneers, but I ultimately don't think the bears are going to win this game. I think, I think it's going to be close and I, I, I always struggle a little bit with, with point totals, but I'll, I'll put like 31, 28 Buccaneers. There's going to be like, and, and 31 points for the bucks feels like a lot, but I, you know, I feel like they're going to get a touchdown or two that maybe you don't expect from the bears defense, but the bears offense will also get a touchdown or two that maybe we haven't seen up to this point this season. And, Ultimately, I I'm I'm willing to give Tampa the win here. Yeah, you know, week one I picked the Saints. Week two I picked the Eagles. Last week I picked the Steelers. And <laughs> I said I would gladly fall on that sword as long as as the Bucks continue to come out and play the way that they did those first two weeks when I picked against them. But that streak has been broken, and I I look at this game and I think in the end. There's just too many weapons for the Bucks. If if Fitzpatrick gets any type of time whatsoever, somebody is going to be open, and I think the offense can do just enough to get the win in Chicago. So I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win 24 to 14. I think it's going to be a little bit more low scoring. Um, you know, the the Bucks are are currently averaging. 34 points a game. So to, to drop off to, to 24, you know, would be, um, you know, that would be a, a low scoring game for what this offense has done so far this year. And I just, I don't think, uh, I don't think the bears have the offensive weapons to be able to, to keep up. Um, but I do, I do like the direction of, of your bears. And I, I think they're going to be a pretty formidable contender here real soon in that division. 
by season's end, I would say Minnesota's probably still going to win that division. But yeah, man, the Bears are not far behind. They're in first and, place right now, technically. Right, but that's not going right. to last. Well, and that's you know the the Bucks are in first place in theirs, but they got the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers nipping at their heels. So it's you know it's only so sustainable. I I think so. Yeah, we uh, both both of these teams have very bright futures and and maybe uh, meeting up in in postseason matchups here before too long. But for right now, I think we have one heck of a game on our hands, and I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing how it unfolds. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. There's a lot of different storylines going in, and it, both of these two teams have some volatility to them, with, which just kind of opens up everything more. But uh, appreciate you doing the crossover with me and, and having me on. It's some great Locked On Podcast Network uh, synergy here, breaking down this game. Oh, absolutely. I've uh, I've enjoyed talking to you. And for those of you listening, make sure you're checking out everything that Lauren is doing with Pro Football Focus and give them a follow on Twitter at Cox Sports One. That's the numerical one, not O-N-E. Um, you can check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and follow me on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks. Lauren, buddy, it's been a great episode. Enjoyed uh, you know, talking a little bit of uh, Bucks and Bears football. And for those of you listening, thank you all so much for joining us right here on Crossover Wednesdays. 